0: Chapter 30 of Traylon by Max Brand. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Rowdy Delaney, Idaho, USA. Chapter 30 The Lamp The Bluff was ended. It was as if the wind had blew a cloud suddenly from the face of the sun, and the yellow sunlight poured brightly over the world, so everyone in the room at the voice of Sally knew that the time had come for action. There was no vocal answer to her, but each man rose slowly in his place, his gun naked in his hand, and every face turned to bard. "'Gentlemen,' he said in his soft voice, "'I see that my friend Lawler has not wasted his lesson in manners.' At least you know enough to rise when a lady enters the room. His gun, held at the hip, pointed straight down the table toward the burly form of Jansen. but his eyes, like those of a pugilist, seemed to be taking in every face at the table, and each man felt in some subtle manner that the danger would fall on him first. They did not answer, but hands were tightened around revolver butts. Lawler moved back, pace by pace, his revolver shaking in his hand. But, went on Bard, you are all facing me. Is it possible? He laughed. I knew that Mr. Drew was very anxious to receive me with courtesy, but I did not dream that he would be able to induce so many men to take care of me. And Sally Fortune, bracing herself against the wall with one hand, and in the capable grasp of the other a six-gun balanced, stared in growing amazement on the scene, and shuddered at the silences. Bard, she called, what have I done? "'You've started a game,' he answered, "'which I presume we've all been waiting to play. "'What about it, boys? "'I hope you're well paid. "'I'd hate to die a cheap death.' "'A voice, deep and ringing, "'sounded close at hand, "'almost within the room, "'and from a direction which Bard could not locate. "'Don't harm him if you can help it, "'but keep him in that room.' "'Bard stepped back a pace "'till his shoulders touched the wall. "'Sirs,' he said, "'if you keep me here,' "'You will most certainly have to harm me.' "'A figure ran around the edge of the crowd and stood beside him. "'Stand clear of me, Sally,' he muttered, much moved. "'Stand away. "'This is a man's work.' "'The work of a pack of coyotes,' she cried shrilly. "'What do you mean?' "'She turned on them fiercely. "'Are you going to murder a tenderfoot among you? "'One that ain't done no real harm? "'I don't believe my eyes. "'You, there, Shorty Kilrain. I've waited on you with my own hands. You've played the man with me. Are you going to play the dog now? Jansen, you was telling me about a blue-eyed girl in Sweden. Have you forgotten about her now? And Calamity, Ben, my God, ain't there a man among you to step over here and join the two of us? They were shaken, but the memory of Drew quelled them. They's no harm intended him. On my honor, Sally, said Lawler. All he's got to do is give up his gun, and—and—he finished weakly, let his hands be tied. "'Is that all?' said Sally, scornfully. "'Don't follow me, Sally,' said Bard. "'Stay out of this. "'Boys, you may have been high paid, but I don't think you've been paid high enough to risk taking a chance with me. "'If you put me out with the first shot, that ends it, of course. "'But the chances are that I'll be alive when I hit the floor. "'And if I am—' I'll have my gun workin', and I won't miss. One or two of you are going to drop. He surveyed them with a quick glance, which seemed to linger on each face. I don't know who'll go first, but now I'm going to walk straight for that door, and I'm going out of it. He moved slowly, deliberately toward the door, and around the table. Still they did not shoot. Bard, commanded the voice which had spoken from nowhere before, stop where you are are you fool enough to think i'll let you go are you william drew i am and you are the son of john bard are you in this house i am listen to me for thirty seconds not for three sally go out of this room and through that door there was a grim command in his voice it started her moving against her will she paused and looked back with an imploring gesture go on he repeated and she passed out of the door and stood there, a glimmering figure against the night. Still there was not a shot fired, though all those guns were trained on Bard. "'You've got me, Drew,' he called. "'But I've got you and your hirelings—all of you, and I'm going to take you to hell with me—to hell!' He jerked his gun up and fired, not at a man, for the bullet struck the thin chain which held the gasoline lamp suspended, struck it with a clang— And it rushed down to the table. It struck, but not with the loud explosion which Bard had expected. There was a dull report, as of a shot fired at a great distance, the scream of Sally from the door, and then fire spurted from the lamp across the table, whipped in a flame to the ceiling, and licked against the walls. It shot to all sides, but it shot high, and every man was down on his face. Anthony, scarcely believing that he was still alive, rushed for the door, with a cry of agony ringing in his ears from the voice beyond the room. One man in all that crowd was near enough, or had the courage enough to obey the master even to the uttermost. The gaunt form of Calamity Ben blocked the doorway in front of Bard, blocked it with poised revolver. Halt! he yelled. But the other rushed on. Calamity whipped the gun down and fired, but even before the trigger was pulled, he was sagging toward the floor, for Bard had shot to kill. Over the prostrate form of the cowpuncher he leaped, and into the night, where the white face of Sally greeted him. Outside the red inferno of that room, as if the taste of blood had maddened him, he raised his arms and shouted, like one crying a wild prayer, William Drew, William Drew, come out to me. "'Small, strong hands gripped his wrist and turned him away from the house. "'You fool!' cried Sally. "'Ride for it! You've raised your hell at last! I knew you would!' "'Red light flared in all the windows of the dining-room. "'Shouts and groans and cursing poured out of them. "'Bard turned and followed her out toward the stable on the run, "'and he heard her moaning as she ran. "'I knew it! I knew it!' "'She mounted her horse which was tethered near the barn.' He chose at random the first horse he reached, a grey, threw on his back the saddle which hung from the peg behind, mounted, and they were off through the night. No thought, no direction, but only in blind speed there seemed to be the hope of salvation. A mile, two miles, dropped behind them. And then, in an open stretch, for he had outridden her somewhat, Anthony reined back, caught the bridle of her horse, and pulled it down to a sharp trot. "'Why have you come?' Their faces were so close that even through the night he could see the grim set of her lips. "'Ain't you raised your hell? The hell you was hungry to raise? Don't you need help? What I've done is my own doing. I'll take the burden of it. You'll take the halter for it. That's what you'll take. The whole range'll rise for this. You're already marked. Everywhere you've gone you've made an enemy. They'll be out to get you, Nash, Boardman, the whole gang. Let it come.' I'd do this all over again. Born gunman, eh? Bard, you ain't got a week to live. It was fierceness. It was a reproach rather than sorrow. Then let me go my own way. Why do you follow, Sally? Do you know these mountains? No, but... Then they'd run you down in twelve hours. Where'll you head for? He said the first thought that entered his mind. I'll go to the old house that Drew has on the other side of the range. That ain't bad. "'Know the short cut?' "'What cut?' "'We can make it in five hours over one trail. "'But of course you don't know. "'Nobody but old Dan and me ever knowed it. "'Let go my bridle and ride like hell.' "'She jerked the reins away from him and galloped off at full speed. "'He followed. "'Sally,' he called. "'But she kept straight ahead, and he followed, shouting, "'imploring her to go back. "'Finally he settled to the chase, resolved on overtaking her.' It was no easy task, for she rode like a centaur, and she knew the way. Chapter thirty